Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Go ahead and find Luke chapter 1 and hold your place there and go over to, to 1 Timothy chapter 3. We'll read one scripture there, then we'll go back to Luke chapter 1. I've make sure I got my marker here. 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy 3, verse 16. Now listen to this. This is a great, this is a great redemptive scripture. It says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Everybody say godliness. Now listen to this. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Now notice that again. God was manifested in the flesh. Now that's what we're studying today. The incarnation or the clothing with flesh. He was justified in the spirit. Now what's good about that is when he was justified, we were justified. You say, what does that mean? Well, just kind of a simple exercise in that is this. It's just as if you had never sinned. No past No past life of sin, no past life of unrighteousness, no past life of iniquity, no past life of wretchedness. God sees you as pure as the driven snow, being washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You talk talk about a new beginning, a new start. That's it right there. Seen of angels, that means both, both the natural and the spirit realm beheld him. Preached unto the Gentiles. Man, I'm telling you, that's where we ought to get up and run around the church. He said, what do you mean? If it was not preached to the Gentiles, Christianity would have been a sect of Judaism. It would have been very small. It would not have gone around the world. But listen, God is a God of the world. For God so loved the world. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God loves everyone in the world. He wants everybody in the world to be saved. He wants everybody in the world to receive that which He has given. And thank God He does because we are beneficiaries of that this morning. Amen. Now back to Luke chapter 1. Believed on in the world, received up into glory. Luke chapter 1. We were down all the way studying the incarnation of Mary. Now remember these these principles that we said. In this, this is a sovereign act. Everybody say sovereign act. That means it happened one time. It's not going to happen again. We saw prophetically from over in the book of uh, Isaiah, where the Bible says a virgin would conceive. Now that's beyond the, uh, the concept of man for that to happen. There is a protocol to reproduction. There is a protocol to procreation. And it, listen, it lies within the boundaries of the human family, and that's it. But God has an ability to step outside those boundaries to do that which He said He would do. And His promise of redemption was what? that the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent. So literally we must understand some things about procreation and reproduction. That it is not the woman but the man that gives the identity to the child. And when I say identity, it is the identity that is relative to the blood of every child that is born, which is each and every one of us. So literally we can say this about humanity. The blood is tainted. The blood carries with it the iniquity of the fall of humanity that took place thousands of years ago. The blood of humanity carries with it all of the violence, all of the iniquity, all of the sin, all of the prejudice, all of the hate of this world. So God could not use a man, 
but he could use a woman. All the women ought to say amen. He could use a woman because within the seed of the woman, she did not carry that characteristic. She carried the seed of humanity in her womb. Therefore, God needed something to come into that seed and cause that seed to germinate and become that which would redeem the world. You said, what did he use? He used his word. He used His Word. Jesus is the Word made flesh. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. John 1, 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So we see this chosen vessel, Mary, the Virgin Mary is as she is called. Now let me say this. How many here would have a, a, a Catholic background? A lot of people do. Leah has a Catholic background. Now in Catholicism they teach that, that Mary was deity. That she was a, a, a God, actually they call her a co-redemptress, which means there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and the Blessed Virgin. That is not scriptural. I said that is not scriptural. Myself, I've, I've never been acquainted or even had any information or teaching about Catholicism. I know nothing about it. But I do know this. I do recognize when God breaks the hold of religion over people and the power of God moves in such a way that the bondage of religion is broken and life and light comes through the Word of God. Actually, this very message I was preaching in Dundalk, Ireland where, 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 where the pens are pastoring now. We were in a conference there. I believe my dad was there. Pastor Walter Hallam from Abundant Life Christian Center was there. Several other ministers were there. We were in a great conference that was going on. So I got up and boldly preached this message. And in this message, I told that predominantly Catholic crowd, Mary is just like you and I. When the angel came with the message, she cast in her mind what salutation it should be. She had fear. She, when, the, when, the angel said, uh, when she, the angel said all that would happen by the word of God, she said, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. She questioned everything the word was telling her. There was resistance in her. She's just like you and I. I'm telling you, the anointing of God hit that place like a bomb. It went off. I think uh, Rocky and Yoska, our missionaries uh, the, all, all the, to all the nations, they, go, they were there. That, the, the Holy Ghost hit that place like a bomb. And there was about 400 Irish people that got up and started dancing and started shouting and started rejoicing. And Pastor Hallam, who looks more Irish than anybody I know. <laughs> i tell you a funny story. We were standing in a line one time, fixing to go into a cafeteria to eat. And we're all standing there. We're, we're dressed. We'd just come out of a meeting. And the, a tour bus stopped and, and pulled up. And so I was standing. Pastor Hallam was standing right here. And so a lady walked up to him and kind of touched him on his shoulder and said, We've been in Ireland for three days, and this is the first time I've seen a real Irish person. <laughs> Pastor Hallam says, I'm from Texas. <laughs> but the Word of God broke the bondage of that doctrine. And they shouted and they rejoiced and they thanked God. Because listen, the concept and the precept of what, we, of what she's going through is relevant to us when it comes to the subject of redemption. The Word's going to come to us. We're going to cast in our mind what salutation it should be. There's going to be an opportunity for fear. We're going to consider the impossibility of what God is telling us to do. But the good news is if we stay with it, God will give us what we need for the Word to come into us and touch, well, not our reproductive system, but touch our body, touch our, touch our mind, touch our finances, touch whatever it is it needs to touch. The Word of God will do it because it comes incarnate into us. 
The Word is still being made flesh today. You say how? In you and in me, the Word is being made flesh. Now, we were down in verse... Let me find it here. I marked my spot last week. We were down in, in verse 34. After the, the angel recognized there was fear in Mary, he addressed the fear with more word, which is an answer for everyone in here. If you have fear, address your fear with word. I like what one preacher said years ago, starve your doubt by feeding your faith. If you will feed your faith the word of God, you will starve your doubt and it will, it will destroy your fear. Amen? So she responds to all this by saying, Then said Mary, verse 34, unto the angel, How shall this be seen? I know not a man. So this shows us right here, all she is considering is natural reproduction. Now, in our lives, many times that's all, all we consider is natural reproduction. But I'm going to tell you, church, the Word produces supernatural reproduction Amen. in your finances, in your life, in your joy, in your vision, in your dream. Whatever it is the Word can get into and begin to activate, it will literally cause a supernatural reproduction, not a natural reproduction. Listen, there's no way, there's no way in the natural we could do what we've been doing here at Island Church for 16 years. There's no way we could have gone to the nations of the world. There's no way we could have bought that piece of land. There's no way we could have drawn up those plans. There's no way we could be believing God for all that God's going to do out there on that property. There's no way. It's impossible with man. But there's been a reproduction process going on here at Island Church. We've been teaching the Word. We've been acting on the Word. We've been rejoicing because of what the Word says. We've been giving first place to the Word. We've been meditating on the Word. And we've been listening for what the Spirit of God has to say. And if we hear it, we obey it. Amen. That's how reproduction works in the kingdom. Amen? How shall this be seen? I know not. Amen. Now I like this. I like this. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost. Amen. Two amens, a, uh, two groans, and a hand clap. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Let me try that again. The Holy Ghost. Have you forgot about the Holy Ghost? That power of Almighty God that abides on the inside, that's come on you through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That power that has done all that it's done down through the ages. The great ministries of the earth. The great outreaches of the earth. The powerful ministries of the earth. The businessmen, the athletes, all those that have depended upon the power of the Holy Ghost in their lives. Don't forget the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the high shall overshadow you. Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of you. See, now that's something we really don't. We like, I like to pray and I like to let God do it. But you may have to get involved. All through the Word of God, the great victories of faith, have not been that which God has done on His own. They have been that which God has used people to cooperate with Him in to secure the victory. Thank God when that giant rose up against Israel, there was a David, and there was a rock, and there was a sling, and there was somebody that knew how to use it. Come on, church. Come on, church. You've got to realize all through the Word of God, not just people stepping back and saying, well, God, do it. 
Do it however you want. No, but people saying, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to flow? How do you want me to operate? Where do you want me to go? I tell you, if you begin to cooperate with God, you give Him all that you are, all that you have. You give Him your hands, your hands can become the hands of God. You give Him your feet, your feet can become the feet of God. You give Him your voice, your voice can become the voice of God. God is looking for people who are willing to cooperate with Him. And if He finds them, you know what He's going to give them? The Holy Ghost. God Himself in the person and the power of the Holy Ghost will empower you to be a good father, to be a good mother, to be a good business owner, to be a good employee, to be a powerful church member, to be whatever you're called to do in life. There is a supernatural endowment and empowerment from God to help God's reproductive process go on in your life. Everybody say the Holy Ghost. Now notice this. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing that shall be born of thee. It's not easy to birth things, but you've got to do it. Shall be called the Son of God. Now notice the next verse in verse 36. Behold thy cousin Elizabeth. She hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Now, not only do we have the Word of God. Everybody say the Word of God. The Holy Ghost, if I say the Holy Ghost. We also have the testimony. Amen? Come on, church. There's been other churches that's had to believe God for land and believe God for buildings beyond their capacity to produce it. There's been other churches that have gone to the world and needed millions of dollars to do what God's called them to do in the world. There's been other churches that have had other situations and circumstances like ours and they overcome it, they rose up, and they became the people that God called them to be. There's been other people just like you that it faced the same circumstances, the same situation. Isn't it amazing how every time you're going through something, you begin to hear testimonies of other people that have gone through the same thing? You'll turn on a television program, a radio program. Somebody will give you a CD or you'll download something. Next thing you know, there's somebody rehearsing a testimony of healing or of prosperity or of some type of breakthrough in their family or some kind of blessing. And you thought, man, I'm going through the same thing. That's just God encouraging you. He's giving you an Elizabeth. He's given you somebody who they said it's impossible. He's given you somebody who said there's no way it's going to happen. He's given you somebody who they said they're in the same boat you're in, but they're making it. They're going to go on to the other side, and you're in the same boat. So begin to rejoice. Amen. Amen. Now notice this. Let me do this together. This is pretty cool. Two scriptures, the two together. The angel answered and said unto her, verse 35, 36, and 37. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth. She has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Now, he did not give her opportunity for response. Let me say that again. He did not give her opportunity. You know, the first time he said something, she had an opportunity to respond. The second time he said something, she had an opportunity to respond. Both of her responses were doubt, fear, and negative. But this time, he included the Holy Ghost. This time, he included somebody else going through the same situation. And this time, before she could say anything... He imparted unto her a word from God that, give, that goes beyond the ability of the human mind to question it. Yeah. 
Now let me say that again. He imparted to her a word from God that is beyond the ability of the human mind to question it. That angel said this, For with God, nothing is impossible. Can't figure it out. You can't put boundaries on it. I mean, the mind will try to come up with what nothing is, what impossible is, but it cannot come up with an explanation in any way that will any way dim the light of the Word of God that is in this Scripture right here. What is your situation today? A financial situation. A physical situation. A problem in your business, your family. Something that you need a breakthrough in. i got a word for you right here out of Luke chapter 1 verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Don't allow your mind to resist that word. Don't allow your mind to bring any type of a conflict against that word. Make your mind shut up. Put your mind in neutral and let that word come down into your heart. For with God, nothing shall be... Well, you don't know my problem. For with God... No, well, you don't know how long it's been going on. For with God, nothing shall be... For with God... I like I got to read it to you the Amplified. Let's do it in the Amplified. Amplified says, For with God, nothing is ever impossible. I'm trying to get the impossibility out of you this morning. Come on, church. I'm telling you, 2019. 2019 will be a year in which the impossible shall become the possible. And that which has not shall become so. And that which could not will become the norm and the reality. So even this day, rejoice in the reality that your God shall produce that in your life, which you thought may never happen, but it shall, because you stood in faith and firm, and now is your day to receive that which was once impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Thank you for that amplification there, Heavenly Father. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. My goodness. No word from God. No word from God. No word from God. Do you have God's word on it? Shall be without power. Or impossible of fulfillment. Now, as I saw this years ago, God gave me this message spiritually. And I didn't study this out. The Lord gave it to me by revelation. I saw her mind, Mary's mind, in a gear. In a, in a how, how would you call it? A, 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 an intellectual gear. Oh, we all know what that's about. You know, when you, you hear something from God, you hear a word from God, and then, man, the gears start turning. You're like, what is that about? Oh, well, I try, you're just trying to figure it out. And so the, the, the first salutation, her mind was in gear. The second uh, exhortation from the word, her mind was still in gear. How should this be, seeing I know not a man? Then, then, then that angel included the power of the Holy Ghost and the testimony of Elizabeth and a word that your mind cannot refute. For with God, nothing is impossible. And I saw in the Spirit, like a, like a reaching up to a lever and pulling a, uh, pulling a lever and pulling the, the, the lever of the mind into a neutral gear. 
where there's no, there's no turning of the gears. There's no wondering what that means. It's just a neutral gear. That's what every word from God is designed to do for you if you'll let it. If you'll, as long as you question the Word of God, it'll always produce doubt. It'll always produce unbelief because the natural mind is God's enemy. That's what it says over in the book of 1 Corinthians. The natural mind is at enmity with God. But if you can allow a scripture like this one, for with God, nothing is impossible. For with God, and you sit there and you try to think that out, you can't do it. So you make a decision, I'm going to meditate on it. Oh, for with God, God. Nothing, nothing. What is nothing in my life? Well, nothing is nothing. No financial problem. No physical problem. Nothing I've gotten myself into. Nothing that's gone on in my life. Nothing, 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 nothing is impossible. It will pull you into that neutral gear. Now you're ready. You're ready for a conception to take place. You're ready for the seed to be planted in the good soil of your heart. Amen. For with God, nothing is impossible. Now notice Mary's response. Mary says this, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Behold the handmaiden. Be it unto me, be it unto me, according to thy word. Now she didn't say, Oh, I got it all figured out now. Ah, I see what you're talking about now. Oh yeah, I got it all. Yeah, from Genesis all the way through the end of Malachi, I got it all figured out. Yeah, thank you, angel. You know, I don't need you no more. I got it all. That's not what she said. She said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Now we know in our study of the word of God, the word word in the New Testament, which is translated out of the Greek, has two meanings. There is the word logos, that is the written word which is proclaimed. Then there is the word rhema, which is specific and real and alive to you. And when Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. That is the word rhema. That word which was Logos, which was Logos, which was Logos in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. You go through the, 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 the poetry books, the major prophets, the minor prophets, the word about Jesus, the word, the word, the word, the word. It was all in the unseen realm. Spirit realm. Then one little virgin girl, one little virgin girl said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. All of that word made its way to her life. Into her spirit and down through her spirit and burst out of her spirit and into her reproductive organ. And the seed of the woman came in contact with the living word of God. I don't know if that does anything for you. <laughs> Listen, these are, th people think, oh, that's so sacred. That's so holy. It is. That needs to be locked up in some vault in the Vatican somewhere where only, only the best can say. No, no, it's for all the world to know that the seed of the woman and the Word of God physically came together in the womb of a virgin, pure by choice. And Jesus, boom, Emmanuel, was conceived in the womb of a virgin girl named Mary. Works the same way for you. You come to Island Church. Your situation may be financial. 
Your situation may be physical. Your situation may be a family or marital problem. But you hear that word. You hear that word. You hear that word. That word's being spoken. You go home and you study and you meditate. Next thing you know, that logos comes, becomes personal. It becomes real. It becomes live. It drops down into your spirit. It comes together with the good soil of your own heart. And in your heart is conceived the answer to your problem. The word of healing. The word of prosperity. The word of deliverance. The word of breakthrough in your marriage. Whatever it needs to be, it's conceived in you. Now it must be raised in you. It must be birthed through you and enjoyed by you. So wait a second, preacher. I'm just believing God for a miracle. Well, he does that. But this is his protocol. This is how Jesus got to the earth and this is how Jesus gets into you. Now notice this. Let me close with this. I got 11 minutes. Hallelujah. I'm trying to watch my time these days. I'm not doing too good either. Just in case you were wondering. Verse 39. We'll close with this, these last few scriptures. And Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and saluted and entered into the house of Zacharias, Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Now y'all remember Zacharias, don't you? He, was, he, he wasn't too willing to go through this process. He, he was like, nah, I ain't going back to that island church. Nah, you know, my wife and I went there and something happened to my wife and now I can't talk. That's Zacharias. You go, hey, Zach, how you doing? Hey, man. I mean, you know, you're not doing too good. But now notice verse 41. It came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. Now notice this. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now wait a minute. We're not in Acts chapter 2. We don't see that till Acts chapter 2. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak in other tongues as a spirit. Well, what's it doing over here in Luke chapter 1? Amen? Now all of a sudden, here comes Mary. She hadn't, she hadn't sent a text. There's not been an email. Or a carrier pigeon or whatever they used back in those days. She just walks into the house. She walks into the house and Mary starts having a spiritual experience. She's filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Now, I don't, the Bible doesn't say she spoke in tongues or not, but I know it says she's filled with the Holy Ghost. So she's having an experience right there. There's something going on. Everybody say, there's something going on. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Who told her? That shows you, oh, if you get a hold of this, this will bless you. If you're willing to become a vessel of righteousness that is willing to say, God, use me. Reproduce in me Christ. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of my neighborhood, the hope of my job, the hope of the school I go to. Christ in me. Let Christ live in me. Let healing live in me. Let prosperity live in me. Let joy live in me. Come on, church. Not just be a doctrine I adhere to, something I shout about when I go to church, but something that is living in me, that every day it's perpetuating my life. It's causing me to live. It's bubbling up on the inside. It's something that I can't contain. It's something that must be expressed in me and through me everywhere I go. Come on, church. Then I guarantee you, you're going to be someone that gets inside information. 
You say, what do you mean? You're not going to have to wonder about what's going on. You're going to know what's going on. The Bible says the Spirit of God will show you things to come. You won't wander around in some stupor thinking, what's going to happen? When it's going to happen? I don't know what I'm going to do. No, you're going to have faith. You're going to walk in righteousness. God's going to give you direction. You're going to know what's going on. And you're not going to be in the dark like a lot of people because you're living in the light. Now here's the babe leaped in my womb for joy. That's, oh, I could take off on that. And blessed, now listen, here's your, here's your scripture we'll close with. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. When are you blessed? When you believe. Why are you blessed when you believe? Because the Bible says there shall be a performance of those things that are told you from the Lord. Now let me just say this. I've preached this to preachers. I've actually preached this message in, in, in uh, Arusha in Tanzania when we were there a couple of weeks ago. But I didn't come from the redemptive angle like we're coming from. I came from the ministerial angle. John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth. Jesus in the womb of Mary. The two come together and there's a response of John the Baptist. Begin to leap in the womb for Mary, of Mary for joy. Years ago in teaching this to ministers, I saw that there's vision that's given to ministers, to preachers, evangelists, pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, missionaries, people with vision to do what God's called them to do. This is where submission is an important doctrine because as you submit to that which is greater, that which is lesser gets activated. But now in our setting in the local church, this lines up exactly with what God spoke to me about Island Church. Because, man, I was around guys that, man, they had vision. They had volumes of vision that they would write. Christian schools, universities, Bible schools, hospitals, orphanages, children's. I mean, just, and I'm like, Lord, what, you told, told me to go start Island Church? That's all you told me. Where's my vision, you know? Amen. And the Lord spoke this to me. I'll never forget when he spoke it to me. We had just started the church. We had a few people that were coming. And the Lord said, I'm going to send people to Island Church with a vision. They're going to have a vision to be healed in their body. They're going to have a vision to live in a nice place, to have nice things. They're going to have a vision to have peace in their life. They're going to have a vision to prosper. They're going to have a vision to be delivered from the oppression of this world and the world system. And that vision is precious to them. It's their life. He said, now, if you'll feed their vision, if you'll go in and feed the Word of God to them, and if they will hear what you teach, and if you will teach what I tell you to, their visions will start coming to pass. Their bodies will be healed. Their finances will increase. Their marriages will be sweet. Their children will be raised in righteousness. The goodness of God will be in their lives. Their visions will be fulfilled. And you will fulfill the vision of Island Church through all of their visions being fulfilled. So then that scripture became clear. Sure, the greater it's a greater vision. The greater vision of Island Church to build the building, to increase the congregation, to go to the nations of the world, to start more churches around the world that we're doing right now. All that we've done on a smaller scale. Sure, it's a bigger vision than my own personal vision of the way I want to live the way I want my family to be. But here's the good news. 
When the visions come together, you say, what do you mean? When you respond to the greater vision, when the greater vision responds to the lesser vision, there's a moving on the inside. There's a knowing on the inside. Hey, man, this is right. This is happening. This is what God's doing in my life. This is what God's doing in my church. And one activates the other. And one feeds the other. And one inspires the other. And if you notice, both visions of John the Baptist and Jesus Christ were fulfilled in their day and their hour. And I've got good news because of redemption of what God has done for us in Christ, the greater vision of, vision of Island Church, and your personal vision of that which you desire and that which you want is growing simultaneously into the place of full manifestation so that God can get the glory and we can enjoy the benefits. And everybody will know that this is something that God has done. Amen. Amen. You love the Lord? Lift your hands and worship God. Father, we worship you this morning. Lord, we glorify your name. At this time and in this place, where all around the world Jesus is being celebrated. You give us inside information into the redemptive process of the great incarnation. How God, God the Word, how He could come down out of heaven how he could get into the womb of a virgin girl. How he could give up his authority, his position, his royalty, his grandeur, his majesty. Submit himself to the pain and the hurt of this earth. All we can understand about it, it is as truly, it is the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave him in his birth he gave him in his life. He gave him in his ministry. He gave him in his suffering and his death. He gave him in the tomb and he gave him risen again. And he belongs to us today. We're in him. He's in us. He is the vine. We're the branches. We're so thankful. Let the vision on the inside be activated. The greater vision, the lesser vision. Let it move in tandem, one with another, so the blessings of God may flow. Morning. Father, we thank you so much for a wonderful day in your presence, for the goodness of your word, for the grace of that which you're doing in our midst, and for the mercy of God that you give unto us everywhere we go this holiday season. Father, as we leave this morning, we thank you for Psalms 91. We declare no evil befalls us. No plague comes in our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. And we declare, Lord, whether we travel on the highways, the seaways, the railways, the airways, or any other way of travel or transportation, we are protected and kept by the mercy and the grace of God. Thank you, Father. All those that have to work this week, the righteous labor of their hands, handling the resources of God, thank you, Father, that your blessing is upon them. No trial, no trouble, no, no, no accidents, no evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that your blessing of grace and mercy is upon us and that protection is around us in every way and every area. Let us be a witness. Let us be your witness this holiday season. Let a boldness be upon us. Those that sit in darkness, those that are without the light, Thank you that our lives will be a witness unto them. That which we do, that which we say, and who we are shall bring refreshing and blessing to their lives. In Jesus' name. We leave today walking in faith and love towards you. Father, how can we serve you? How can we do more? How can we be more? 
You've done so much for us. We want to be who you want us to be, doing what you want us to do. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the Word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.